drawing on the gift. <clears throat> okay, and, and, and let me start off by saying not only uh, do we need to pursue the gift within the uncommon man, but we also need to learn how to draw it out. Sometimes you have to draw the gift out of people. So we're going to talk about drawing on the gift because the gift contains what you need to fulfill the call of God on your life. Now watch this. Within that gift is wisdom. You might want to write that down. Within that gift is wisdom. That's going to be very important in our lesson here tonight. That within the gift that you're going to withdraw from that uncommon individual, there's wisdom. I have a couple of scriptures I want us to look at tonight. But when we deal with wisdom, and those of you that's missing the Bible Discovery Hour at 9.30 on Sundays, uh, this quarter, that's what we're dealing with. Uh, we're dealing with wisdom. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Okay. So the first scripture I want you to look at is go to Proverbs, the 13th chapter, Proverbs 13 and verse 14, Proverbs 13, verse 14. And look what it says. It says, the law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. The law of the wise is a fountain of life. Now, the King James uh, version of that scripture, I think it reads, the wise know that God's law, his word, leads to life. The wicked depart from God's word and fall into deadly snares. Okay? And so the wise know that God's law his word. If we want life, it's very important that we understand life is in the word of God. Okay. Uh, 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 It also, uh, Proverbs, uh, that same text in another translation says the law of the wise is a fountain of life. Okay. To depart from the snares of death. And so it says, for by obedience, he escapes the penalty of breaking it. All right. So we must understand that uh, God's word leads us to life. So when, when we meet this uncommon individual, first thing we have to make sure of is this, that whatever seed they try to plant in our lives, that it aligns with the word of God. If it doesn't align with the word of God, then that's a corrupt seed. Okay? Then Proverbs, the 16th chapter, uh, verse 22, it says, Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. Now, the key word here is understanding. That's the key word, understanding. It doesn't matter even if you can identify the uncommon individual and they speak life into you. 
It doesn't matter if you have no understanding. So understanding, the wise man says, is a wellspring of life. So when we look at that word, when we look at that word understanding, okay, understanding just means insight. It means insight. It means it means discretion. It means good sense. <laughs> good sense is one of the most valuable traits a person can possess. And here's why. Because people who develop the ability to understand have the ability to assess a situation or statement and respond to it appropriately. <laughs> All right? And so basically what you're able to do when you, when you have understanding, you, you tap into a well. Notice, notice Proverbs 16, 22. Understanding is a wellspring. So what happens is we tap into a well that will continually refresh and sustain us all the days of our lives. Okay? And so, 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 so the best understanding of this particular um, passage of scripture in the New Living Translation it basically says discipline is a waste on fools. Discipline is a waste on, on fools. Notice the latter part of that verse. It's not on the screen, but you should have your Bibles. The latter part of that verse. It says, but the instruction of fools is foully. Okay? And so basically, it says discipline is is really wasted on fools. Those who have reached the status of food are stubborn and without conscience. They will not listen to instruction nor heed correction. Now somebody said, Pastor, what, 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 what does that have to do with drawing on the gift? I'm going to tell you what that have to do with it. Because when you draw on the gift of an individual, see some of y'all thought that when you come in contact with that uncommon person that they were just going to pronounce nothing but blessings on your life. That don't mean that. Sometimes, come on, sometimes they have to give us instruction. Now, watch this. When you look at that word instruction right here in the text, it's, it's, it's used this way. In other words, it's discipline through chastisement. We have to be able to accept discipline through chastisement in order for us to be blessed from the gift that's in some uncommon individuals. Everything is not going to be pronouncing blessings on you. Okay? Whom the, oh, I, 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 I kind of hear scripture. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. I hear another scripture. No chastening is good for the moment, but Afterwards, it yields fruit. Okay, and so and so when you look at this word uh, 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 instruction in this text, it, it means discipline through chastisement. Now, such correction only makes fools more rebellious. Fools don't like to be chastised. Okay. This proverb is a proverb 
this proverb is saying that it is foolish to try to correct a fool because fools only breathe more folly. The more you try to correct a fool, the more they're going to act up. <laughs> okay, and then what's going to happen? We become frustrated. We become upset. And then if we're not careful, guess what? We'll start acting like them. We'll start sounding like them. Okay, well, watch this. And here's the reason why, because they lack the desire and the common sense to make good decisions for their own lives. And so as a result, they generate more foolishness. So the wise men is saying, understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it. Okay, so our prayer ought to be, my prayer is, Lord, Lord, help my understanding. <laughs> okay, because if we don't understand what that uncommon individual is saying to us, then it means absolutely nothing. Okay, you are following me so far. Okay, so we have to have understanding. There's another scripture, in all thy getting, get an understanding. Of course, you know, I could teach a whole nother lesson on that, but I'm not going to do that tonight. And all that getting, get an understanding so that you can fully understand. That's why so many people, maybe maybe somebody has spoken something into your life and you didn't quite understand it and you just, boom, went with it. Then when it didn't uh, uh, materialize, well, then when you felt like you was a failure at what was spoken to you, it was because you didn't quite understand. <laughs> Okay, so you have to understand. Understanding is very important. If we can just understand, it's a wellspring of life. That means it's going to continuously refresh us. All right, uh, uh, go to Proverbs 18 and 4. Go to Proverbs 18 and 4. I want you all to find it in your Bibles. I want you to highlight it. Proverbs 18 and 4. Notice what it says here. It says the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. Okay? Uh, 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 King James basically say, Know that profound words, words of wisdom, can be a blessing. They can give life and be refreshing. Okay? Now, that's words. Watch this. Words of wisdom. Okay? But now, how many of y'all know that the words of fools are like a well that is deep, dark, and dangerous? <laughs> it's deep, dark, and dangerous. It is impossible to see its bottom. In other words, its motivation or intent. Okay. And then what happens is a person who falls into it will surely drown. So you have to have the understanding to know the difference between when you're hearing something wise and when somebody is just talking foolish. Kind of sad, kind of sad that nowadays, you know, you'd be surprised at what people go after, okay? You, you'll be amazed, okay, of what people will accept, okay? So 
what you can see, you can access. Whatever you can see, you can access. When you asked, you can draw. I don't want y'all to miss this. Okay. Drawing on the gift within the uncommon man or woman happens as we learn to ask questions. I know we dealt with a little bit of that last week, but I got to I got to bring that back up because you must ask questions. Okay. In other words, the gift in the uncommon man is shut up. Now, now, now y'all believe this? It's shut up all in them. It's almost like it's shut up in my bones. Like fire, shut up in my bones. No, this wisdom. You have some, many people have a lot of wisdom, profound wisdom that's shut up in them. Okay, But here's what happens. We have to know how to withdraw it. It's waiting on us. But the only way that we're going to withdraw we must ask questions. They show me a person that asks a lot of questions and I'll show you a person that, you know, pretty well versed. Look at Proverbs 20 and five. Go to Proverbs 20 and five. Let me back that up with some scripture. Let me back that up with some scripture. Proverbs 20 and five. Listen to what it says. It says, counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. There it is right there. Y'all see that? A man, a woman with understanding will draw it out. Now, when I read that scripture, and I need y'all to fully understand what this particular, what this passage of scripture is saying. Because look at the word counsel. Look at the word counsel. Look at the word counsel. Now, in most proverbs, counsel refers to advice. Okay? In most proverbs. And not only in proverbs, counsel, you go to a counselor. What do you go to a counselor for? You go to a counselor to get what? Advice. So, 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 so. In most proverbs, proverbs, counsel refers to advice. But, but, but in this proverbs, right here in Proverbs 20 and 5, it, it don't mean advice. It means, watch this, it refers to the purpose or intent of the human heart. Uh-oh. All right, it refers to the purpose or intent of the human heart. Now, I think you guys would agree with me that human beings are complex beings with thoughts that run deep. I don't care what nobody say. You know, some folk got uh, two or three folk, 20, 15, 20 folk living up inside of them. We're, we're just complex beings, okay? And so, uh, and, and, and our thoughts run deep. Like a whale, watch this, rather than a stream. Most of our thoughts is like a whale rather than a stream. A whale is something that's just, a whale contains water. A stream water flows. God has given some of us some good wisdom. <laughs> okay? He's given us some good wisdom, but we just got it in a whale. It's just sitting there. And what God want to do is he, he don't want 
all of this wisdom that he's placed inside of us, because you just may be that uncommon person, don't forget. But what good is you, are you being an uncommon person, but you're a whale? You don't want to be a whale. You want to be a stream. Write on your paper, Lord, make me a stream. But now because we are complex beings with our thoughts and because they run deep, we don't just want anything to flow. We don't want just anything to flow. You're going to be that uncommon person that somebody's going to identify. They're going to come to you. They're going to ask questions. We got to be very careful what we allow to flow. Okay. And so this word counsel, I'm going to say it again. This word counsel refers to the purpose or intent of the human heart. Uh Oh, that means we got to check our heart. We have to check our motives. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Because people do not always reveal their true inner thoughts and feelings. All right, let me give you an example real quick. They will sometimes have evil motives and objectives, but they frequently disguise them. They may pretend to be someone's friend in order to gain an unfair advantage over him or her. They may offer to help others to gain their trust so that they can steal from them or hurt them in some kind of way. But watch this. The wise person is is able to discern and understand, watch watch this, draw out people's true motives. In this verse, draw out corresponds with deep water. So when you're a wise person, you'll understand when somebody comes to you with a bad with bad motives and different intents, and, and, and you know it's not for you. Okay? You'll be wise enough to discern it. Okay? Somebody said that's a spirit of discernment. I the spirit of discernment. No, no. Some people have the spirit of discernment, but I'm, I'm gonna let you all know something. God never let anything happen to his children without giving us some kind of warning, some kind of clue. Now, whether or not we pick it up or not is a different story, okay? But but the wise are often able to discern, okay? And so in the Hebrew, it literally means to drop a bucket into water and lift it out. God, 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 God will give us that. The wise can dig beyond people's surface actions into the deep thoughts and purposes of their hearts. They can see through false fronts and pretense and disguises. Come right on your paper, Lord, make me wise. <laughs> wise people recognize the tactics of deceivers. You can see them, boy, you can see them when you can see them when they come up on you. And as soon as they open up your open up their mouth, you'll be able to say, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's not my uncommon individual. Uh-uh. That, that what that person is speaking, it does not align itself with the word of God. No, I'm not going to accept that. It sounds good. Okay? It sounds good, but does it align itself? with the word of God, okay? So, 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 so counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. In other words, 
they would expose that individual that's trying to plant a seed into their life, okay? And that seed is not of God. Now, I, I have to move on, but, but I, have to, I have to really stress that because so many people have been messed up, okay? Because they've had the wrong seed planted into their life because it sounded good, but they did not have the discernment or should I say they were not wise enough to discern that that was not the seed that was going to change their life forever. So we must be wise. We must be wise. You all remember, um, I believe it was the first lesson. It was the first lesson that we did. You remember the example that I gave of the Samaritan woman's encounter with Jesus. All right, Let, let's go back there because I think that this is very important uh, for this lesson tonight. Jesus had an encounter with this Samaritan woman. Now, Jesus was a Jew. Jews and Samaritans did not get along with each other. This woman, because of her reputation, she had to go to the well at a different time than everybody else went to the well. This woman, by the, by the way, had five husbands, and the one that she was with, Jesus had to tell her that, 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 that he don't even belong to you. Okay, he don't even belong to you. But notice, notice uh, St. John, the fourth chapter, verse 10. You remember this. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is that saith to you, give me to drink. You would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. He would have given you living water. Again, you can see the pattern. Number one, you have to recognize the uncommon man and asked questions. Okay? Because questions draw out the gift. Right there. Questions draw out the gift. Look what Jesus said. If you knew who you were talking to, you would ask uncommon questions and as a result, you would receive uncommon answers. So, <clears throat> learn to ask questions. <laughs> if you don't know, you know, really, that's almost in anything in life. <laughs> if you don't know, learn to ask questions. Because questions unlock answers. And then watch this. Asking is proof that you are willing to learn. Questions are proof that you do not know everything. When you ask a question, that means you don't know everything. Now, I know we got some folk who ask questions and they're looking for a particular answer. I ain't talking about that group of people. I'm talking about people who are asking questions because... They really want to know. Questions are like 
keys that open the greatest doors. And watch this next statement I'm going to make. Crestings are like cups that draw from the deepest wells. I don't want you to miss that. They're like cups. I didn't say buckets. Because watch this. You're not going to only just ask one question and get all the answers you need in life. Okay? That's why I said cups. But every time you dip, dip a cup in some water, guess what? Each cup. Each cup. Okay? Eventually, you'll be able to fill up a bucket. Okay? And so crustings are like cups that draw from the deepest wells. Notice, go to Proverbs 10 and 11. Go to Proverbs 10 and 11. Go to Proverbs 10 and 11. Proverbs 10 and 11. Look what it says. It says, the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life and wisdom knows how to draw it out. Wisdom knows how to draw it out. What do you want from God? You know what I want from God? I want wisdom. Because if I have wisdom, watch this, it, 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 it doesn't matter how much knowledge I have if I don't have no wisdom. Knowledge is just to know. Wisdom is to Apply what I know. Okay? And the wise man said, the mouth of a righteous man is a, is a well of life. Righteous man. Righteous woman. Uh-oh. Hold on. I got to see y'all. Are there any righteous people on tonight? Wave your hand at me, those of you that are looking at me. Amen. Those of you that don't choose to come on, I can't see you. So, amen. Thank God for those who wave their hand at me. You said that you're righteous. Now, we're not dealing with our own righteousness because we already know our righteousness is as filthy rags. But because of Christ that's in us, the wise man let us know the mouth of a righteous man or woman is a well of life. So what, what comes out of our mouths ought to be given life. Come on, watch what you speak. Watch what you speak. You can speak life or you can speak death. You can speak sickness or you can speak healing, good health. Watch what you speak. Hmm? Speak those things, that, oh my God, that are not as though they were. Now, y'all, don't get upset with me on my next statement. Please don't get upset with me. I really don't care if you do. I will not speak that I can't breathe. Y'all ain't listening here to me. Uh, I'm not going to follow what everybody else is doing. I understand the concept behind why they're doing it. I understand the concept. But when I tell you I can't breathe, I've been dealing with bronchitis lately. <laughs> And I've been trying, I've been having since Harrison, I've been having some rough nights trying to go to sleep. So if I wake up and say I can't breathe, that means I can't breathe. <laughs> but I'm not gonna speak those things that are not as though they were. That's scripture, you guys. We got to stick with the Bible. 
We just can't jump on a bandwagon and then say what other people say and do what other people do. We have to make sure that it aligns itself with the word of God. The Bible said that the things that we speak come to pass. Oh, do y'all believe the Bible? Come on here. Whatever you speak come to pass. So if you speak, I can't breathe, guess what? That's going to come to pass. Well, God understand my heart. God knows what. No, no, you always better stop that foolishness because God don't go against his word. You speak things into existence. Speak life into existence. I come that you might have what? Life and that you might have it more abundantly. Speak life. So even when I can't breathe because of my bronchitis, I, I declare I can breathe, I can breathe, I can breathe. I even start practicing different methods of breathing. <laughs> Come on here, because, I, I, I'm, because that's what I speak. Because the mouth of a righteous man or woman is a well of life. You're righteous because of the, his righteousness. Let's, 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 let's be a stream, okay? And wisdom knows how to draw it out. So some of y'all I'm looking at, you got you, 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 you got a well of life in you. People need to learn how to draw that out of you. And the only way to get it out of you is people have to ask questions. And can I tell you guys something else? If, if we're going to be a part of, of God's family, I ain't even talking about church, a part of God's family, we have to always make ourselves available to be that stream. You can't be too busy when you can't be the stream. Because somebody may ask you a question and you may give them the answer and it may change their entire life. Jesus meets this woman where? At the well. So let's go to the well real quick. Let's go to the well, y'all. Let's go to the well. All right. Because when we sit at the well of the uncommon, when we sit at the well of the uncommon, okay? In other words, when God sets up that Divine meeting, okay? I just like to say when we sit at the well, there are several things we're going to have to know. Several things we're going to have to know. And here's what we must know. Here's what we must know. I was teaching, I was going over this lesson, and my God, I said, my goodness, this lesson's for me too. It's always to the person who give it first. Our first point is listening is essential. Listening is essential. Okay. Well, I says a lot of people listen, hear what people are saying, but they're not listening to what people are saying. They just hear the voice. But listening is essential. And then the next point is, while we're listening, listen to learn. Listen to learn. And then this one that got me, and it did. Do not listen to respond. When you, when you have your divine appointment with that uncommon individual, they're not looking for a response from you. God is speaking through them. Sometimes we talk our way out of miracles. Sometimes we talk our way out of blessings because we, won't, we listen to respond. Then the next point is listen to understand. And then listen to draw on the gift. That's what you're listening for. Everybody got that? Listening is essential. Listen to learn. Do not listen to respond. Listen to understand. 
listen to draw on the gift. So when you sit at the well of the uncommon, remember, listen, be quiet. Ask God to open up your understanding. And then while you're listening to him, see where the gift is. And then listen to draw on that gift. Write down Proverbs 23 and 12. Proverbs 23 and 12. This is Bible study. I got to give you all scripture. Look what it says. It says, apply, apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. And so wise people, wise people do all they can to learn from the instruction and knowledge of others. Remember what I said instruction was? Uh, don't, don't forget. That don't mean advice. That, that, that's not what it means. Everybody got advice. Come on. Some is good advice. Some is bad advice. Once again, this instruction deals with chastisement. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, you know, my mother used to, my mother was the whooper in the family. She did all the whooping. I don't think I ever got whooped by my father. My kids, the boys laugh at me now because they say, Dad, you ain't never whooped us. So I must have got that part from my father as well. Now, our kids, mine and Teresa's kids, uh, Teresa would get them. And like my mother, no matter what she had in her hand, that's what that, that, that was it. She got you. And, and, I, and you always told me tell this story before. She'd be whooping me, whooping me, whooping me, talking about I'm whooping you because I love you. And I used to always say back to her, then if you love me, stop whooping me. Don't make no sense. You whooping me because you love me. That don't make no sense. That belt hurt. Have you ever got whipped and then accidentally hit you with the buckle? Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. <laughs> that buckle hurt. But I'm doing it because I love you. I didn't understand it at the time. But she was doing it. She was chastising me, the discipline of chastisement so that I wouldn't do that thing again. And so wise, watch this, wise people do all they can to learn from the chastisement. They don't do no good to get chastised. You, you get whipped and then go do the same thing over again? You didn't learn. Come on. You, you, you didn't learn. But wise people learn from chastisement and knowledge of others. So, so in the midst so in the midst of these Proverbs, there's a reminder that's issued, okay? I need y'all to write this down. There's a reminder, number one, to listen carefully to every word. You guys heard me tell you guys that many times. Listen carefully to every word. Because what's this? One small word can change the entire meaning okay, of what the individual is trying to get you to understand. One small word. All right, let me, let me see if I give you guys an example. When you look at the word and, A-N-D, and the word or, two small words. One's three letters, 
One's two letters, but they're very important. Michael and Asia, I'm watching, I'm looking at you guys, so I'll use you guys. Michael buys a car. If Michael puts on that car on the on the registration on the pink slip, Michael or Asia, that means something totally different from Michael and Asia. Here's the difference. Somebody gonna get this now. When you said Michael and Asia, if if they were going to sell the car, if it says Michael and Asia, that means they both have to sign the pink slip. If it says Michael or Asia, that means Asia could go sell the car up from under him. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me because it says or. When you write a check, when you write a check, uh, 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 Gary and Teresa, Gary or Teresa. When I go to the bank to cast the check, I went one time, I didn't pay no attention to it. I went one time and it says, that the lady told me, we, we can't cast this check. We need Teresa's signature because it says Gary and. Okay, so listen carefully to every word. Then secondly, I want you to write down, learn from the reproof given. Learn from the reproof given. Or learn from the discipline. Learn from the chastisement. Write whatever word you want to use. And can I say something? The older we get, the less we like to be chastised. Y'all know that's the truth. Who do you think you are? Do you know I'm 21 plus tax? Yeah, the older we get, the less we want to be chastised. But guess what? When it comes to God and when it comes to his service, it don't matter if you're 85 years old. God sometimes has to get us in line. Okay? So learn from the reproof given. And then thirdly, I want you to write, to live what is being taught. You got to live what's being taught. It don't do no good to be taught something and then you don't live it. Live what's being taught. Don't 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 raise your hand. But anybody want to get out of debt? Anybody don't don't raise your hand. It's just a question. Anybody want to get out of debt? I'm quite sure everybody, half the folk on there would raise their hand. I want to get out of debt. Okay, watch this. You want to get out of debt? Somebody comes along and try to show you how to get out of debt. You got to live what you're being taught. Because it's not just going to happen. And so, 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 listen, learn, and live. If you just remember those three things, listen, learn, and live. This is the response of a wise person to instruction and discipline. If you're wise, you'll listen, you'll learn. And you live. You don't get mad because somebody disciplined you and say, I'm going to take that number out of my phone. Forget them. No, that's not a wise individual. Okay. When we listen more than we talk, uh oh, we will know everything we already know and what others know too. Remember that my grandfather's saying. <laughs> When we listen more than we talk, 
we will know everything we already know and what others know too. I want to know what you know. I do. I, I ain't talking about gossip. I want to know what you know that can benefit me in life. Come on here, somebody. I want to know what you know. What, what you know might help me. What you know might give me some money back on, on the income tax return. You might know something that I don't know. Come on. So, so, so we got to listen more than, than we talk. And so the woman at the well did not know who she was talking to. Jesus was no ordinary man passing through the village. Within him, don't miss this, now watch this. Within him was the key to life. He's just an ordinary man. Within him, the key to life. Everything she needed was in him. You guys, listen, stop looking at people on the outside and trying to determine whether that person good enough or not. You guys, you guys, you guys heard the testimony before with me and Sister Teresa bought this house. And it's a long story, so I'm not going to just cut through the chase. And so you needed $1,000 to put down on the, on the house. They were still building this house. And I went to the office and I, and I went and inquired, what, what do we need to do in order to buy this house? The guy looked at me. He did. He really looked at me. Looked me up and down. And he said to me, he said, well, you need to put $1,000 down. I know I didn't have a suit on or, or, or my clergy with my cross or anything like that. You know, it was just a casual day. And he kind of said it in a, in a bad way, as if we ain't never got to worry about him buying that house. I mean, that's how I felt. So I went and did some stuff and blah, 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 blah. Come and got, got that $1,000, went back in there. And it just so happened I had been painting somewhere, I had paint all over me. But I wanted to give him that $1,000 in order to reserve the spot for us to buy the house. Do you guys not know? When I went in and took the thousand dollars, he looked at me, and because the way I look, he would not take my thousand dollars and reserve the spot for this house. Fact of the matter is, hold on, hold on, let me reverse a little bit. We weren't even trying to buy this one at first. We was gonna buy a smaller one, and I looked him in his eyes, Sister Carla, and I said to him, I said, for that, I'm gonna buy the biggest house you have in this complex. I need y'all to listen to me, okay? I stayed up all night and went online to you know, find somebody with a loan to give me a pre-approval letter and everything like that. And I came across a website that said Lighthouse. And when it said Lighthouse, I just thought they were Christian. I start singing, Jesus, the light of the world. I'm like, thank you, Holy Ghost. You led me right to, the I didn't know they didn't know nothing about God. But in my mind, it was Lighthouse. I went on Lighthouse, never met these people before. They was out of town. Long story short, they got us approved. They sent us an approval letter. And I walked back in there and I handed that man that letter. I said, now you put that red dot on this lot right here. You never know. I said that to say this. You never know who you're dealing with. You could be dealing with the un uncommon individual. That man didn't know that day he was dealing with an uncommon individual. My sister Janet bought a house. She just right around the corner. Her and her husband was sitting in the finance office with the guy, same guy. 
I, I called her one day. She told me where she was. I walked in the finance office. I said, get up, get up, get up. I'm going to tell you where to go. Get up. That man didn't know. Okay? That man did not know that I was an uncommon man. Be careful how you treat people, you guys. Okay? <laughs> Be careful how you treat people. When everything was sold around here, then he going to turn around and try to bring me a big old basket. Try to bring me a big old basket because he was trying to get another job at another complex up the way and he wanted to be in charge. Try to give me a, a basket and say, can you write a recommendation for me? Y'all better listen to me. I told him, you don't want me to write no recommendation. <laughs> I need somebody, I don't know who I'm talking to. Be careful how you treat people because you do not know, okay? Somebody has something with inside of them that, 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 that it has a key to their life. Everything that she needed was in him. Everything that she needed was in him, okay? Now I gotta admit, come on, let's admit real quick. Let's admit, I'm almost done. Let's admit, it can be challenging to think that we need what's inside somebody else. That can be quite challenging. Now, come on, you guys. Be honest. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, come on, shake your head a little bit at least. You know, you might not agree with the statement a thousand percent, but honestly, it can be challenging to think that we need what's inside somebody else. Okay, let, let's think about it. No disrespect. But the clerk at 7-Eleven, you walk in and say, what can this clerk have that I need? Think about it. But that clerk may just be the individual that has what you need that will change your entire life. And then wait, wait, wait a minute. Mm. Stop making, stop allowing the devil to make you feel like, you feel like, what do I have that anybody need? Come on. That, 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 that was, come on, let's go back to Moses. When God had called Moses and told Moses, you know, he had commissioned him. You know, go, 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 go talk to Pharaoh. Well, the first thing Moses said, oh, I can't do that. Uh, 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 I stutter. The, the thing you're asking me to do, talk, is the thing that I'm most intimidated about because I stutter. Can you guys believe I used to stutter? I used to stutter real bad. I used to, that, 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 I used to stutter so bad. I, the old trick was put a rock under your tongue. I'm glad I didn't swallow that rock, but I used to put a rock under my tongue every day when I was a kid. Cause I stuttered real bad. See? But I wanted to be used by God, Shelly. I want to be used by God. So I did what it took. I did what they told me to do. I put a rock under my tongue. And now I don't stutter no more. See, God, God, God will bring you out of it. Okay, Moses said, I can't do that. I stutter. But don't worry about it. What did God tell him? You just go, open your mouth, I'll speak through you. See, that's part of our problem. We we keep trying to do stuff within our own strength and our own abilities, and that's why we feel the way that we feel. Come on here. That's why we feel the way we feel. No, leave it, let God have it. When you turn it over to God, God will bless. God will anoint you. And so it's challenging. It's challenging to think, first of all, that anybody else, you know, has something that we need, let alone, who am I, God? Who am I? Some, you may feel like I'm a nobody. I don't have no degrees. I'm a nobody. You may feel I ain't got no money. I'm a nobody. I'm a, no. Can I help you guys? God uses nobodies. 
So if you feel that you are a nobody, guess what? You really, you first in line. Because God's not looking for the educated. Oh, oh, did I just say? Now wait, not that God can't use those who are educated, but that ain't who God's looking for. Not according to scripture. Not according to my Bible. Not according to my Bible. God's not looking for those who have it all together. Uh-oh. God's not looking for those who have a lot of money. That's not who God's looking for. God uses the weak things to confound the strong. Come on, you know that scripture. He used the base things in order to confound. In other words, to show up those things that are exalted. God used weak people. Come on. God used people who are struggling but yet have a mind to serve him. God don't use the holier than thou, better than everybody else. And the reason God don't use those kind of people because they'll run more people away because they're so holy. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. And they make people feel like they're nothing. Okay? And so, 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 so be very careful. Go to 1 Corinthians 12, and then I'm, I'm done. Because I need us to see something as, as we withdraw. Okay? As we withdraw. Go to 1 Corinthians 12. I hope y'all are getting something out of this tonight, but I did. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. And we're going to, well, let's go to the 14th verse. Let's go to the 14th verse. All right, and let's, 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 let's look at this now. As a body, as a body of believers, okay? Now I'm talking to St. Luke Church, body of believers, okay? 12, 14, and 15, this is out of the um, God's Word translation. Look what he says. As you know, the human body is not made up of only one part, but of many parts. Suppose a foot says, I'm not a a hand, So I'm not part of the body. Would that mean that it's no longer part of the body? All because it says I'm not a part of the body. Look at verse number 16. Or suppose an ear says, (laughs) I'm not an eye. So I'm not part of the body. Would that mean it's no longer part of the body? 17, if the whole body were an eye, how could it hear? If the whole body were an ear, how could it smell? Now, watch this. This verse 18 is very important. So God put each part of the body together as he wanted it. That's that's key right there. God put each part of the body together as he wanted it. Hold on, hold on, let's look at it this way. I'm glad I'm not just a, a, a big eye. What that look like? If you saw somebody come in your house right now and they want nothing but a big eye. They, they want nothing but a foot. One big foot come in your house. No. God said, I put each part of the body together as I want it. Okay? Now, 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 Paul, watch this. If you keep on reading through Corinthians after this chapter, he deals with the body of Christ. That God made us one body. God made us one body. No part is better than any other part. Uh Uh-oh. Watch this. 
when you get something in your eye, when you get something in your eye, your hand don't say that's what you get. You shouldn't have been looking. No, that's what you get. I hope you go blind. That's what you get looking. You should, you ought to stop looking now. Stop looking. What's the first thing your hand do? The first thing your hand do is go up to your eye. I got to help the eye. I got to help the eye. And then, and then watch this. Then your feet see the hand struggling to help the eye. So then your feet says, I got to get them over to a sink. <laughs> Come on here. And then your hand says, okay, I got to take it off the eye for a minute and, 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 and put some water in your eye because you need to see. All right? And then somebody in the, another room hear all this commotion and they say, hey, what's going on? Everything all right? Your ear don't say, uh-uh, they don't need no more help. <laughs> right, you're funny. That's how the body works. God puts each part of the body together. You are members of Greater St. Luke Church. Why? God put the parts together. <laughs> so regardless if you're a nose, if you're a hand, if you're an eye, if you whatever you are, you are significant to the body of Christ. And here's the good part. God has hidden measures of his wisdom in everybody as it has pleased him. I'm going to say it again. God has hidden measures of his wisdom in everybody as it pleased him. What did you just say, Pastor? I just said, everybody on here tonight, you have a hidden measure of God's wisdom inside of you. Everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. No, I ain't trying to make no preacher out of you. I ain't trying to make no apostle or nothing else out of you, a prophet or nothing else out of you. I'm letting you know that you have a hidden measure of his wisdom, God's wisdom in, in, in inside of you. And he's given it a measure of it. Notice when I said hidden measure. He's given each and every one of us a measure of it. Now, have it ever dawned on you why he always gives things out in measures? Think about it. God always, no matter how you read the Bible, the Bible always say a measure of faith, a measure of this, a measure of that. It's amazing God always gives out in measures. Have it ever dawned on you why he does that? Well, come on. I can't help but to think the reason he does that is because he don't want to give one person everything. Because you give one person everything, you, you, you wouldn't be able to do nothing with them. So he gives me a little measure. He gives you a little measure. He gives this a little measure. Come on. Those of you that know how to bake a cake. Come on. What happens when you don't put some of the measures in a cake? If it calls for a teaspoon of salt, what happens when you don't put the salt in it? I've never seen nobody make a cake and don't have no salt and say, oh, I'll just skip the salt. You run to the store real quick and you go get salt. You know why? Because you know how important salt is for that cake. That cake is not going to be the same. Okay? If you need to put some sugar in there, you put a measure of sugar. You put a measure. It takes several measures of something in order to make the whole. I hope y'all getting this. So you, God has placed within our body, speaking of the body of Christ, the church at this point, hidden measures of wisdom inside of you. 
Now we got to draw it out of you. <laughs> In order for us to be effective, like God desires for us to be. Don't be a well, W-E-L-L, and store it down on the inside of you. Some folk got, some of y'all got stuff inside of you. We've, we've been trying to pull it out of you for the last 20 years. We don't use the bucket. We don't use the rope. <laughs> we almost had to go to A1 Reynolds and get a bulldozer and just dig it up out of you. No, this 2020. And I trust that during this pandemic that God is talking to you and speaking to you, letting you know I put something down inside of you. Don't be a whale. Be a stream. Don't be afraid to step out there. Don't be afraid to open up your mouth. Because if you are righteous and you study the word of God and you walk in the spirit, guess what's going to happen? God's going to speak through you. So matter of shout, hallelujah, right where you are. I'm getting ready to close. I'm getting ready to close. Now, watch this. So know, know who you are talking to. That's very important. Write that down. Know who you are talking to. And please let me help y'all. Forget all these titles. Prophetess, so-and-so said to me, forget the titles. Bishop, so-and-so, called me the other day. That made me feel so good that a bishop called. Stop it. Stop it. Yes, we honor. We give honor where honor is due. But we don't put all the emphasis on that. Okay, know who you're talking to. Pursue. Write that down. Pursue. You ain't going to get nothing just sitting at home. It's not going to just walk up on you. You got to pursue it. That's in anything. If you want to get a degree in something, you got to go pursue it. Uh oh, hold on. You know me. Now, if you're a woman and you're looking for a husband, the Bible don't tell you to go pursue. <laughs> I just thought I'd add that for all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Hey, listen, I thought I'd add that. Why are you laughing at me, Rebecca? <laughs> I thought I'd add that. If you're single, no. He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. That's scripture. Okay. But any other thing you're going to pursue after, and it's holiness, pursue. You got to get up. You have to do something. And then write this down, draw. So you got to know who you're talking to. You have to pursue. And then you have to draw. You have to draw. Okay? Take some effort in drawing. Okay, so learn to ask questions. Questions are proof you are willing to learn. Don't forget this. God has placed in the body what you need. Pursue wisdom. Now, let me add that. Pursue wisdom. And you will find wisdom. Pursue understanding. And you will find understanding. Pursue grace. And you will find grace. But you must, you got to pursue. And so we have to learn, I'm done, how to draw from the well. Learn how to draw 
on the gift that's in an individual. And when you walk with God and you allow God to use you, let me tell you guys something. People, people will see the gift that's in you. Watch a person that always got to tell you what their gift is. Just watch it. They got it written on their forehead. My gift is this. No, watch it. Mm -mm. I don't want to fool with you because you just, I think you're just trying to convince yourself at that point. When you talk, people, they'll hear the gift that's in you. They'll see the gift that's in you. When you open up your mouth, you, sometimes you can walk in a room and you don't even have to say nothing. I was there. I'm done. They're, they're going to restore the wall that's up at the church, the mural there. They're going to restore that. And after 30 years, the original painter was up there and he's going to do the restoration of the wall. And so there, there's a group that's doing it and they wanted to meet with me. I set up an appointment with them the other day to meet with them. And so I went up there and I got there a little early and there was a guy standing across the street. His name is Mario. I got Mario to paint that mural almost 30 years ago on that wall. And so he come across the street. He was on the other side of Imperial. He came, I was standing by the wall. He came across the street. And he said, I haven't seen you in a long time. He said, but you are Pastor Watkins. I said, oh, I look the same, huh? He said, no, 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 you don't look the same. <laughs> he said, but I could tell by the way you were walking. That's what he said now. He said, you were walking like you had authority. He, he said, you were walking like you like you in charge, which I kind of was because, you know, the, the, the wall belonged to the church. So, you know, I was walking. He said, your walk is still the same, that 30 years. You were walking like you were in charge. That's how I knew that that, that was Pastor Watkins. What am I saying? What am I saying? What am I saying? People will see. What's inside of you? People will see what's inside of you and they'll draw from that. And we have to be willing that when they ask questions, we have to be willing to give them answers. All right, God bless y'all now. May heaven shine on you. We're gonna get out on time here tonight because the pastor have a long, uh, long week ahead of him tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. 